here we are with another episode of your favourite podcast, Back of the Net. Great weekend of football. Some crazy results. Uh, yeah, <laughs> as you can tell by my uh, predictions, yeah, it wasn't really a, a week for people knowing what was going on. Yeah, it was ridiculous. VAR incidents once again. And we had the horrible, horrible injury to Jimenez, which I'll get into like as we go along. Um, we'll obviously start with the first game, which was on Friday night. 88 minutes, nil-nil. I got Van Anholt in my fantasy football team. I'm thinking clean sheet, six points, easy. Then I go on Facebook just randomly and I see a Newcastle fan just go, oh my God, Jolinton, goal and assist. I'm like, no, nah, he can't be talking about this game. It's 88 minutes. How wrong I was. And then I go and see one point on my team. Oh, that really... Really got me real nervy for the weekend, like, but I survived that. I somehow won my head-to-head game by one point. And for my opponent, you know who you are, and I know you listen to this. Shame on you. All week, you know, you were trying to play with me, thinking, oh, I'm going to get Matt to change this and change that. It didn't work. I beat you, yeah? So I hope you're real sore and bitter when you listen to this. But into the games anyway, um, yeah, Jodlington scored, which... Uh, I kind of berated him in the last podcast. Uh, so, yeah, I feel a bit silly about that one. Newcastle won 2-0. But I did say with Newcastle, you just don't know. We saw it happen at Spurs where we thought Spurs would wipe the floor of them. And it won 2-0. So, yeah, you really don't know. But I'm hearing um, something to do with a lot of the players uh, gone down with COVID. So, they're saying the game this week against Villa may not go ahead. So, that's interesting. It's something we definitely have to keep an eye on. Uh, the game wasn't really that good apart from obviously the two goals uh, Palace were without Zaha who I thought was playing uh, which is why I even put Van Hanhol. I thought them two would have a link in the game and it would work out but that didn't work um, yeah Palace will be disappointed with that they just blow hot and cold you really don't know what they're going to do but I did say when Zaha plays they win most of the time when he don't really don't see them winning at all but yeah well done to Newcastle uh, I think they've got Arsenal in the FA Cup third round as well so yeah, let's see what they can do this season. Not expecting much, but hey, Steve Bruce is in charge. On the Saturday, we had a couple of games. I'm just going to do them in a, in the order that I watched them. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed the Chelsea-Tottenham game. I know it was nil-nil, and I know people say, oh, I'll probably bore a draw. But a lot of, lot of things went on in that game. Like, you saw two teams that very confident in their own abilities. Chelsea look a lot more solid. Defence looks good. Goalkeeper, Mendy's coming. He's been amazing. Tottenham look a, more, a lot more solid than usual. Roden, I think, did very well at the back for them. Very, very well. I thought he was going to really struggle. I think he made a mistake early in the game and once, once towards the end. But other than that, he looked relatively assured. He looked decent. Um, surprised Bell didn't come on, but... I guess Tottenham got a plan with that. Or maybe it's just one of them things to come in, just raise squad morale. Who knows? And Dombele was fantastic as well. There were times in the game where he'd be in a position with two players around him and they're just out of the blue. He's just trudging along with the ball and the two players are just gone. Um, but yeah, both teams had a couple of chances. Nil-nil, I feel, was a fair result for both. And neither team would be disappointed with it. I think they'll both be pleased. And yeah, they'll move on from that one. But... Um, North London derby next for Spurs, so they go ahead and win that. It's been a good couple of games, a whole couple of weeks, should I say. 
Uh, Chelsea, they'll be pleased. Mount's playing well. I think the only issue for Chelsea, I would say at the moment, is Tammy Abraham needs too many chances. I know Werner works on the left, but if you put Giroud in Abraham's position for some of the chances he had, I think there was like one or two headers. Giroud have put them away, even though he missed a chance himself at the end. But you could see him definitely putting away one of them headers. So those are just like the fine margins. And obviously, if you miss out on a certain position or winning a trophy by a point, you'll look back at games like this. And, you know, sometimes just getting that goal, holding on to that 1-0 winning, getting the three points is a big deal. But yeah, all in all, both teams will be pleased. And yeah, they'll just move on from this one and go again next weekend. We had uh, at Amex, Liverpool, Brighton. Liverpool went 1-0 up through Diego Jota. Should have been through Mohamed Salah. Really got excited when I heard he scored. I was jumping around and I just said, oh, they're going to do a VIR check. Let's see. And he was offside by... I don't, can't even measure that distance. It's just absolutely crazy. But yeah, he was offside. And then uh, <laughs> I had my friends message me, tell me, oh, he's been taken off. And I know... I know a couple of them, you know who I'm talking about, were saying, oh, yeah, Matt must be hurting. And I was denying it, saying, no, I'm not hurting. I'm all right. Like, it's cool. He got an assist really inside. When I saw the captains of some other people in the league, I thought, yeah, yeah, this is going to hurt me. If He might come back to bite me by not putting Bruno on him or not putting Vardy or Kane. But at the end of the weekend, it worked out. But, yeah, that could have been real, real bad. But, yeah, Salah had the goal disallowed. Really didn't do too much apart from that. Obviously, he's very angry when he got substituted, but I guess Klopp's got a plan with that. It's going to be interesting to see how they play it going along, obviously with Firmino, Mane as well. So, um, yeah, I think Jota will soon get dropped. I don't really say dropped because that makes it sound so much more serious, but taking out the squad, or taking out the starting eleven, and then... We'll see the main three, Mane, Salah, Firmino. And obviously Jota will come in for certain games because they need to rotate many injuries at this time of the season. So Liverpool need to keep an eye on that. Brighton will feel like, count the, they'll count the lucky stars. They got out of there with a draw. Um, at first, I didn't think it was a penalty. But when you see it again, it was. Like the ref didn't get it wrong at all. Um, I think the way he went down is kind of what put people off. But it was a pen. They got their equaliser, made up for the miss that Morpé uh, suffered from in the uh, first half. And then he, you know, I don't want to say faked injury, but it was just such a coincidence. He went off like, what, a minute or two after he missed a pen? You know, he's always one quick to talk about other people yet. And he missed a pen. Couldn't have happened to a nicer person. But um, yeah, draw. Brown will be happy with that. Liverpool will be disappointed, even though I think they're second in the league now. But, um, yeah, they'll be disappointed with that. But they'll move on, and I'm sure they'll go on a run of successive victories. And, yeah, they'll get back to where they need to be, top, doing well in the Champions League. We know Liverpool got the quality, so, yeah, time will tell, and let's see. We had uh, City, Burnley. Boy, 5-0. I think I predicted 3-0 in this one. Mara's hat-trick, that burnt me a little bit because I should have been smart enough to put him in this week. Always got to use my fantasy football reference because when I talk about these teams, I just think about who I should have put in or taken out. Uh, yeah, and uh, City played very well, very very well. Uh, Foden came on, got the got an assist that helped me again. Uh, De Bruyne was outstanding, deserved a goal himself. 
And I think that's the... F- I think they've played Burnley three times in the last, what, three, four years at home and won 5-0. Something about that result and that opposition, Burnley. There could have been more. Like, City were running rampant and... I think Burnley wanted to get out after 40 minutes. They were like, nah, enough is enough. You know, quick game, 3-0, pass over the pad and all that. But, um, yeah, didn't really expect much else from Burnley. City will be pleased with it. Uh, Guero, obviously, with what happened with his father-in-law, the great Diego Maradona, was not in the squad. Uh, I think he'll be coming back over the weekend. And that'll be a big plus for City because... Jesus just doesn't cut it for me. And they need a fully fit and firing Aguero if they really want to be attacking on all fronts. Because we can see they can score goals against teams, but you need your striker firing as well. And at the moment, Jesus is really not that guy. So we'll see what happens with them. And I'm sure Guardiola has a plan. He kept Sterling on the bench. But yeah, they're going to start peppering a lot of teams now. As I said in my last podcast, we're going to be seeing a lot of 4-0s, 5-0s, 5-1s, all of that from City. We all know it's coming. We had uh, Sheffield United and West Brom um, at the Hawthorns. 1-0 to West Brom. Sheffield United, man, like, one point, you know. That's mad. Like, was it nine, ten games in? And you got one point. Nice, crazy. Like, they're going down. Like, if they survive this, forget the great escape of a West Brom or West Ham that season where they escaped relegation. That would be the greatest escape of all. They, as I said before about their strikers and their players, McBurney's not doing it, Oliver Burke, like just, yeah, nothing much at that team at all. McGoldrick, uh, was it uh, Sergio Berg or Berge, whatever his name is? Again, nothing special there. Defence doesn't look that good. Ramsdale in goal, who, as I said before, not really a big fan of. They seem to be really struggling. And I really see no escape for them. West Brom, I feel, will go down as well. But in this game, it was very important for them to get the free wins, give them a bit of confidence going into the next games. But they'll be pleased with that. And I'm sure they're thinking, you know what, maybe if we can go on a run of wins, who knows what can happen. We're not talking top 10, because I can see them hovering around relegation all season. But they'll be relatively pleased with what happened. And uh, Sheffield United, boy, they can go out to the January transfer when they need to buy a whole squad of 11 because other than that, I don't see them surviving at all. Sunday's games, we had uh, great games on Sunday. Oh, I love them. We had uh, Southampton, Man United. Southampton, man, 2-0 up. 2-0 up and you effed it up. Wow. Ward Prowse, Great deliveries, great set piece. And this uh, might offend some people, as I love De Bruyne myself. But I said to a couple of my friends that I, I believe that Ward Prowse has the best delivery in the Premier League. But people got at me and told me, oh, how can you forget De Bruyne? And I said, I'm not forgetting De Bruyne. All I'm saying is give Ward Prowse a free kick in that dangerous area. It's all, you know what, 99 times out of 100 is whipped into the perfect area. De Bruyne, okay, he does the same from time to time. But I feel with De Bruyne, what he's better at is when you give him that through ball and he's in that position, a right wing position, that drilled ball across the goal line or six yard box can't be beaten. Like City players know where it's going, is getting tapped in. But I just feel like set piece wise, well, Ward Price is another level. You just knew, you knew when that free kick came. 
as close as it was. Most players you think are going to go over the bar, but not Ward Prowse, man. He, woof, mate, he's one of them players that with Rory Delap in the throw-ins. You don't want to give away the free kick now. You know what I mean? You want to kick it off a throw. You know, even a corner is harmful against Southampton. But United turned it around from 2-0 down. I saw no way back. Uh, Bruno got his customer a goal. You had uh, Cavani come on, change the game. Like, all right, he's old, but let's let's just remember one thing. His movement is phenomenal. Like, you can see he's got that in him. All right, he misses a couple of chances here and there, as he did at PSG. But, yeah, he's a quality striker still, and we can't take that away from him. United will be buzzing with that victory. I think that's their is it eighth, eighth away run on a trot. Eighth or ninth away run on a trot. So they'll be very pleased. They've got City in about two weeks' time. So with that, with their game in hand, if they go and win against West Ham away and get a positive result against City, they're in a great position. I think they're not far off top four. I think first place, they're away by, what, four or five points. So, yeah, it's all to play for. It's all to play for this early stage. No one's setting the bar yet. So if you've got a good run of wins, who knows where you can end up. I feel like uh, Fernandes is so key to them, though. Like, you saw parts in that game where... He'll just get the ball in that one through ball. They're gone. They attack, have a chance. And he just slowly started dictating the play. And um, yeah, United did well. I'll admit that. Not really a big fan of United, I must say. But um, yeah, they'll be very pleased with that. And Cavani, who knows what's going to happen now? Because after the game, they had a whole talk about the social media picture and racism. And we'll just see what the FA decides to do in that. But as I said, it may be a free game ban. And if he's out, Martial's got to step up to the plate. And he hasn't done it all season. Because last time I checked, he ain't scored in the league this season. I may be wrong with that. Someone, you know, get at me if I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, Southampton will be very disappointed and just move on real quick and hopefully get a positive result against Brighton to forget this and put this under the carpet. Arsenal, Wolves. <sighs> we have to start with the injury, first of all. You know, great news that Jimenez is uh, talking and uh, feeling a bit better because it was horrendous. I watched that game and when the ball came in and you saw Luis go to it, you just heard the connection. And I was just like, what? What the hell was that? And you just saw Jimenez not moving. And I was like, wow, like that was terrible. And then obviously you can always tell, but when you see the player's reaction, how serious it is and the faces of the players as soon as it went down were just... They just look petrified. Uh, yeah, thankfully, he, he's all good. Luis, obviously, um, was hurt himself. And I was very surprised that Arsenal allowed him to continue. I know he might have said, oh, yeah, I'm all right. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. But it's very weird that he um, that he continued playing. I know he put a headband on, but then you could see the blood uh, seeping through. And someone posted a little picture, actually, that made me laugh a little bit, saying uh, when the blood was seeping through, it looked like the Arsenal awake it, which was, uh, not don't want to say funny in that incident, but, yeah, it did crack me up a little bit. Speaking of awake it, seeing Bernd Leno in the Arsenal away top in goal kind of riled me up a little bit. Like, things like that really... I find them, I'm fussy about things like that. Like players, like one of them things like with players with a number that doesn't suit the position. I, most of you will be like, oh, what's he talking about? But it bugs me a little bit. Like seeing Rui uh, Patricio with number 11. Nah, man, that's for a winger. That's for a striker. Why have you got that number? No, go get a check 33 or something. Like don't do 11 as a goalkeeper. 
just thought I'd get that off my chest. It does warm me up a bit. But in the game now, Wolves were good. That like, Jimenez went off and you thought that's going to be a blow for them. But man, Podence and Neto, man, man, they were running things. Neto, I think, is so good. So direct, but he just gets at you. Takes you on, can whip in a good ball, got a good shot, can finish. And whilst Podence as well is another one, it reminds me of a little Giovinco. For those that know, you know. But um, he was phenomenal. And even a finish for the second goal, I thought it was a deflection. But he had actually made himself time to flick it over Gabriel and finish in the bottom corner. Phenomenal finish. Arsenal will be disappointed. They got back into the game. But at this moment in time, they're just playing poorly. Like, Willian's not playing that well. Obba's not smiling like he was. He hasn't smiled since he put pen to paper on that new deal. There's just something wrong at the club at the moment and it's not going to get any better because they've got Tottenham this weekend so a negative result there and boy fans are going to be at their necks of that club absolute necks of the club the players the manager everything um but yeah Arsenal really need to wake up because if you look at the table three wins and who knows you know you'll be top four top five so um they really need to just wake up get a couple of wins together get to January if you need to add you add and I'm sure they've got a lot of players that are um, out of contract uh, next summer as well. So just get the business done in January. Sort out what we need to sort out. But just get themselves in a decent position and see where they go from there. Wolves will be buzzing. Hopefully, Jimenez comes back quickly. And I just want to touch on uh, Adama Traore quickly. I have never seen someone bully defenders so much. He was burning Kieruntini. Kieruntini must have been wishing he was back in Glasgow when that guy was bombing down with them baby old arms, you know, what, 40-inch biceps. Madness. Like, if you see that guy running at you, like, you just leave him. And there was a funny bit where uh, Holding got him down and he, he said something like, oh, he's built like a flipping brick house. Well, how the hell can he go down like that? And he ain't wrong. The guy's huge. But it's so hard to stop. Once he picks up speed, that's it. That is absolutely it. We need some of that commentary that um, I saw on, uh, I think it was Facebook, where he was running one time and the guy was making a motorbike sound when he was <laughs> when he was sprinting. That really cracked me up. But yeah, nah, Wolves will be pleased with that. Arsenal disappointed. And yeah, Arsenal need to fix it up quickly. Just want to go back to one of the other games I missed out on the Saturday, uh, Leeds and Everton. A lot of uh, Calvert-Lewin FPL fans, you know, captain, kept him in the team. He did nothing. Useless. Absolutely useless in that game. But Leeds, respect where it's due. They came, did a job. Calvin Phillips looked good. Rafinha, I can't remember what team they got him from. Great signing. Like, he played so well. Takes them on direct skills. Like, really like that. Even, like, the Luke Ailings, they're very underrated. Harrison do a good job. But Bamford up top is so wasteful. You know, it's going to get to a point where Bielsa's going to look and go, do you know what? I've got to bench you, man. I've got to play Rodrigo. Because that miss, I think there was a miss, I think it was first half, ball came across, he side-footed it, and it hit Pickford straight at him. Then he missed another chance at the end as well, towards the end. And these things can come back to cost you against certain teams. So Bielsa will look at that. And I'm sure sooner or later he's going to start integrating Rodrigo and starting him up top. Because, what, Rodrigo, uh, Costa and Rafinha, that's a dangerous front three. Very dangerous front three. But, yeah, now Leeds look good. Cooper at the back really has them a lot more assured. You know, Robert Koch next to him, 
looked a lot better. And I'm a big fan of the goalkeeper. I don't know where they signed him from. First time I saw him uh, against Arsenal in the FA Cup, I think it was either last season or season before. And I thought, who is this guy? His dis distribution was amazing. I was thinking he's pinging it directly to the wingers, coming out, getting the ball, great shot stopper. But yeah, and Leeds have a good goalkeeper in their hands. I think he's French as well. So that's another one for that uh, French conveyor belt of Galaxy Stars. Absolutely crazy. But yeah, no, he looks very good. And I said before the season, for me, I feel Leeds top eight. I really feel Leeds will get top eight. I just feel like the way they play, the pace, the directness, just everything about them, the structure of the team and the little quality players in the right positions, as I mentioned before, players like Phillips. As long as they stay fit, I can see uh, Leeds causing a lot of teams' problems and really doing well in the league. Uh, on uh, Monday, oi, <laughs> Fulham beat Leicester 2-1. This one makes me chuckle because I was on the verge of taking out Harry Kane and putting in Jamie Vardy. And I, and I was going to put Vardy as captain. That day would have cost me this weekend my W. Thankfully, I didn't do it. But man, if I use that put Vardy, shame on you. And once again, shame to my opponent and I hope that burns you. Um, yeah, just really didn't turn up for this one, Leicester. I feel like Leicester have a problem when they play teams that just sit back and counter-attack. We've seen it happen to them a couple of times this season. You know, when you've got teams that come at them, or, okay, I say come at them. Liverpool did it and beat them. But majority of the time, Leicester really tend to struggle against these teams. And Rodgers needs to find a way of overcoming that because this is happening a lot. And we've seen it time and time again. Fafana didn't look the best. He made uh, the mistake where um, Lookman was able to run through and score. And Fulham looked decent. Like Compared to the first couple of games, they have improved a bit. And you can see what Scott Parker's probably trying to get into them. And a couple of their signings have really helped. Anderson at the back to look good. Um, still not sure on their goalkeeper yet, but yeah, no, Anderson looked good. And Anguissa, who I'm sure was at Villarreal last season on loan, possibly. He looked very good yesterday, like very strong in midfield, was running through players, picking a pass at the right time. And Leicester didn't know what to do at times. They were really, really struggling. But at the end of the day, this is something that Rodgers will sort out, I'm sure. I think they've got Castagna and Pereira coming back. So once I think once they get them two back and get their midfield firing, I think they really miss Ndidi as well. I think Mendy's good, but Ndidi just brings a lot more to that midfield, a bit more physicality. And yeah, Leicester, Leicester will be all right. I just feel like once they wean out these annoying results, they'll be okay. Fulham and Anahavan, very, very happy with that result. They'll be buzzing but it doesn't get any easier as they go to the Etihad next. And, boy, after City just popped uh, Burnley 5-0, they better not go to the Etihad with much confidence because that confidence will get shut down after about 20 minutes. And we all know how that game going to go. But I'm going to save that prediction for the next show. But, um, yeah, good game. And all in all, great weekend of football, I must say. The final game, we had West Ham Villa. It came down to this for me in fantasy football. I had my head turned upon it, texting me, telling me, oh, yeah, you know, I'm this much ahead of you. It's going to be close. I just, I knew, had Vardy or Watkins, not Vardy, uh, Grealish or Watkins scored, I'd be all good. As soon as Grealish scored and he messaged me, I was smiling inside. 
And then he messaged me towards the end to me, Watkins missed the pen. At that time, I didn't even check what was going on. I went, oh, you beat me. Because I thought it was like a big minus. Luckily, I pulled through one by one point. But yeah, they need to fix up. And I just want to touch on the Watkins uh, goal. And goal. I say goal, disallowed goal. It bugs me that they gave that as offside. Uh, Ogbonna was fouling him anyway. So if you want to give him offside, look at the tackle. He had his arms around his neck. Okay, not that vigorously, but you can see in the pictures. So if you're going to say offside, go back and look, and you have to be given a pen. That's a second pen. So West Ham will, you know, count themselves lucky that they got out of that with a win. But yeah, Villa will be aggrieved, man. Really aggrieved. But I feel like with that, the next game, Watkins going to be on fire. He's going to be angry, worked up. So I'm going to stick with him in Grealish. Oh, Martinez on other I don't know, man. He's conceding a couple of goals, looking a bit suspect, I must say. But don't want to waste money on changing my goalkeeper. But uh, yeah, Villa need to win a game, like, real soon. Uh, it's a couple of games since they've uh, actually won a game and they're playing all right. I feel like when Barkley plays, they feel like they look a lot more more skillful, a bit more quicker. Because him and Grealish were causing problems. We saw that in the Liverpool game, the Arsenal game. And yeah, I think they do really miss him. So hopefully they'll be hoping to get him back real soon. Uh, the defence of Villa can brush up a little bit. I like the look of Matty Cash. They didn't pay a lot of a lot for him. And he looks a very competent right back. But I'm sure they'll fix it up. I'm sure Dean Smith will look at that and sort it out. And if he has to readdress some stuff in uh, January. But nah, West Ham will be pleased. West Ham are doing well. I hold my hands up. I was one of them people that said, with their fixture list, the first what? eight to ten games, they're going to be bottom. And I remember saying, boy, they're going to be stone cold bottom. And how wrong I am. How wrong I am. You know, they don't have the best players, but Moyes has got them playing some decent football. Defensively, a lot better. You know, I like Rice in midfield. Don't think he's worth the 80 that people are talking about. But I think he's good. Signing of Ben Rama, decent signing. Bugs me that he's number nine, though. I think number nine is for a striker. You're hot shot. You know what I mean? Not... Not a winger. Like, oh, man, frustrates me so much. But um, he played well when he came on, assisted Bowen, got the goal. And yeah, West Ham will be pleased. And West Ham got, I think, United next. If West Ham go and win that, then they're looking very decent for this season. Obviously, 11 games gone, anything can change. I hope so, because I'm near the bottom of my fantasy football league. But yeah, if uh, West Ham will be looking at going a couple of more wins together solidly get themselves in top eight and who knows what can happen you know I feel like a lot of the bigger teams will go on their run soon you know it feels like a bit stop start at the moment obviously you've got the European games but I think we're gonna have the break soon I think it's is it up until February you know you don't have the uh, knockout stages so yeah a couple of teams will put some good runs and so a lot of these other teams really need to be getting some victories because once these other teams pick up form it's going to be virtually impossible to get three points against them all but yeah, no, I really, really enjoyed this week's games. Um, I'm hoping this weekend's ones are better. I don't want to see no Watkins-style offsides, you know, because I'm kind of bored about talking about VAR. All right, sometimes it works, but when they're saying offside for an arm when he's running like and stuff like that, it really bugs me because you can't score with your arm. Like, so why are you giving that as offside? But uh, yeah, we're just going to hope for some good games, good FPL result again. Uh, I'm not going to gas it up because my points total hasn't been that good recently. But yeah, 
we're going to look forward to the next weekend. I'm going to be back on Friday. You know, by then I would have thought about who I'm going to put in my team and I'm going to come with some good predictions because this, this week, my predictions were written off from the first game. I knew it was done. Damn, Jollington scoring. And you know what I mean? And yeah, what else can I say apart from let's bring it on. Bring on Friday. See you guys soon.